0: Beach Sermons. Visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. Friends, I am Bill White, uh, one of the co-pastors here at City Church of Long Beach, where we are a radically welcoming community on the journey towards Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. And it's good to be together on this New Year's Day, a small but potent uh, gathering uh so good good to be together Uh, so i'm going to pray for our kids we're super grateful for all our kids here uh and in our communities wherever we are and at the school where we meet so let's let's pray for our kids jesus kids are and you uh and in our world, uh, it's easy for us to overlook them and their needs. Help us to to see, to care. Bless the children. Bless them at Lafayette. Bless kids on school vacation. Bless the kids that are off in college. And bless the kids inside of each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so we are having sort of a, a, a stripped-down uh church gathering today and super glad everyone's with us. Um, But uh, other co-pastor is in Texas with family, which is great. Uh, But we are launching a new series here for a couple of weeks about wisdom and just a chance to kind of reflect on how to enter this year widely and well. Uh, and so we're to read one of the classic passages about wisdom from the scriptures, where wisdom is a woman, in Proverbs chapter eight. Uh, wisdom is regularly referred to as a wisdom uh, in the feminine in scripture, and is also referred to as divine. It's, it's a super interesting uh, kind of way that. That the scripture speaks so um, Charmaine Sumner is going to read scripture for us this morning Charmaine if you want to unmute and read first for some scripture for us okay hey, good morning <laughs> blessed are those who find wisdom those who gain understanding for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. People of God, this is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Oh, that's Um, so there's just, just this great, and there, the, the passage goes on, uh, and there are actually a few, a few chapters in the book of, about wisdom as this woman and uses the same language to describe her, like, oh, she's more precious than silver or gold uses the same language to describe her as it uses to describe God. Um, and you get the sense that wisdom is. God or another way of looking at it, understanding uh, who he is. which is super interesting because what we end up seeing in the New Testament is the same thing. There's this verse in the New Testament where Jesus is called Sophia. Sophia is a Greek word so that it comes from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 uh, verse, 24, where Paul is referring to Christ and saying, Christ is the power of God, and Christ is the wisdom of God. And it's, it, you know, there's so many different words for Christ in the New Testament. There's so many different images that's that's used, that are used. And this is one of them. Christ, the wisdom of God. And in the Greek, the word wisdom there is this Greek word Sophia. So you can see it there in the chat. Um, those, those are the Greek letters and, and then it's the English uh, after it. Sophia being a feminine name. And you get this sense that although religion has predominantly been run by males, and the power has centered on males, there's this, there's a sense in which there's a reversal going on. That, that Jesus is, he's not afraid to be identified as female. He's not afraid to be identified as, and, and not just female, but female wisdom. And so we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about both today. the The female is really leading into the wisdom, um, Sophia being wisdom personified. A lot of theologians will say, if you look carefully at the Gospel of John, you'll see thing there that in the Gospel of John, Jesus, um, is alluded to with all of these words and images that go straight back to Proverbs chapter eight. right The you know Charmaine just read from um, uh, chapter eight in in Proverbs and uh, made a nice on the side. Uh, Barbara comes from a Wiccan background um, and that Sophia is known as the goddess of wisdom uh, in pagan and Wiccan traditions, right Of course she is. So, in John chapter one, there's this great sort of prologue to of Jesus is where it talks about. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's this really deep piece. Look carefully, and you'll see that it's this out that it's just a parallel to Proverbs chapter eight. So where John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was a word, Proverbs 8.1 says, I was formed long ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. So there at the beginning, wisdom was there. And John 1, so John, who is a friend of Jesus, is trying to portray Jesus as wisdom incarnate that original Sophia. And of course, in Proverbs, when Proverbs was translated by first century Jewish leaders into the Septuagint, which was the Hebrew Bible translated into Greek, that was sort of authoritative for that culture. It translated the word Proverbs as Sophia, right? Again, I mean, very consistent. So here we have Proverbs 8, laying the groundwork for John 1. And then if you look at this other passage in Proverbs 8:27, Sophia is saying I was there when he set the heavens in place. And John chapter 1 verse 2 says he was with God in the beginning and through him all things were made. It's this picture of of the Christ being present at the beginning of all things, at the beginning of creation and participating in the, in the creation. All of this, I mean, this is not strange. Um, God often, I mean, this may seem subtle or or different for some of us who are not used to thinking about God in, um, feminine terms or have maybe thought of that as some sort of liberal conspiracy, right? I mean, that's, I mean, I remember being taught that that you had to refer to God as he because, you know, whatever. But it's actually pretty consistent throughout scripture that God is is very open to sort of gender flipping images. So in Deuteronomy 32, for example, this is this is Yahweh speaking, saying, you were unmindful of the rock that bore you you forgot the God who gave you birth. Again, these are these are female images for God. God's own self referring, saying, hey, th- this is how I think of myself. And so w- with that in mind, with this picture from, from Proverbs 8, so it, basically I, I want to introduce this idea that it's okay for us to think about God as she. And the primary, the, the primary way that the scripture does this is to use Sophia as an image for God. Wisdom. Wisdom incarnate. Wisdom personified. And so we get to pray to wisdom. That's okay. We get to to speak with her and say, would you help me? Would you guide me? This whole sermon series, the next three weeks is uh, um, life as a tree because that, that verse that, that Charmaine read is wisdom. She is a tree of life for those who take hold of her. What if we grew like a tree? full of wisdom? What if we spoke to wisdom when we said, would you help us flourish? Would you make us more alive? Would you help us not disconnect as much, help us stay nourished and healthy? This is our invitation. Uh, it's a great New Year's invitation. And Jesus is saying, I identify with Sophia. You can call me Sophia if you want, that's fine. I don't know if you, uh, some of you might be familiar with the great children's series, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where it casts the Christ figure as Aslan, this great lion. And the author, C.S. Lewis received many letters from readers and one of the letters that he received was from a mother saying, Um, my children pray every night to aslan is that okay and lewis writes back to her and says of course they can pray to aslan it's entirely appropriate it's developmentally appropriate right to where they are and how many different words or phrases do we use to pray to god so I think over the next few weeks, what we want to do is invite each of us to pray to God as wisdom, as Sophia, and to say, Christ, would you help me know you in this new way? And so there's an invitation here uh, for us to enter into this way of wisdom with Christ. And so think about it. When you, when you think about how Christ moved through this world physically and what wisdom looked like with flesh and, and bones on. She thrived by spending time alone. She went to the Garden of Gethsemane the night before she was crucified. She often pulled away from the crowds. And yet, she also rejoiced in spending time with others. She regularly was, was with the crowd. She was regularly with her 12 closest friends. She was regularly with her three sort of inner group friends. You, you see it all the way through the Gospels. This is what wisdom did. She, she had clarity around where she stopped and others started. She had a clear sense of self. I can be alone and I can be with others. As we enter into this new year, what does it look like for us to follow this wisdom? She also had a lot of agency about what she could bring into the world. She had done some healing one night and uh, the, the town was just uh, electrified, right? This is the night they, they, you know, they were letting people down through the roof kind of thing. I mean, it just packed with people. And the next morning, she's up early. She's getting her alone time. She realizes, I am not the crowd. I'm not who they say I am, right? So she's got clarity about where she stops and where others begin but she also has agency. This is what wisdom is like. Wisdom has agency. In Mark chapter one, when when her friends find her again and say, hey, you've got to come back. Like we've got a really great crowd. I mean, maybe we could take an offering. You know, I mean, you you get the sense, right? They're really jazzed about how popular they're gonna be. She says, no, we're gonna go to other towns so I can teach there also, for that is why I have come. Wisdom wants to teach, and wisdom has clarity of purpose. She knows what she brings to the world. And so we're invited. We're invited into this new year to recognize what do we bring into this world? What gifts? What passions? Who are we? What agency do we have that we can use to contribute to make the world better? Wisdom also demonstrated so much self-care. I don't, I mean, we don't think about that when we read through the gospels. But Christ, who we're calling wisdom today, because that's what the scriptures do. Christ demonstrated so much wisdom when her cousin died. What does she do? She gets in a boat and goes far away to have some time alone. Right? She The, the night before she dies, she invites some of her friends. She's like, man, I got a lot going on. Will you come with me? She recognizes she needs support. But then she recognizes, you know what? Why don't you stay here? I still want you to be close to me, but I actually need to be alone some more. And she moves over to, to her own space and spends time praying. She's doing all these things that that demonstrate self care. There's a moment where things are so busy that her friends don't even have time to eat. There's just so much going on. And she's like, you know what? That's not healthy. Let's get away for a while and make sure we get back in touch with our bodies, eat, rest, and these sorts of things. So wisdom, as she walks through this world, she's able to have self-care. What might it look like for you this year to enter into that? Not only to have a clarity around your purpose and a willingness to, to go and do and give yourself away, like she did but also a sense of self-care because that's what wisdom does and then just think about i mean just think about some of the other things that that she she demonstrates for us how to how to live in this very real world she demonstrates a capacity to suffer Whew. That's not necessarily a capacity I want because I, I want to pretend it's not going to happen. But it's coming, and it's, I mean, it's here for each of us in some way already. So, what would it look like for us to follow wisdom, to follow Christ in that way, and to be taught in this season how do I increase my capacity to suffer? To suffer not with bitterness, but with purposefulness, and even with peace. And combined with that is this remarkable ability to forgive. Somehow it seems connected to suffering. Forgiveness does. It's that sense in which I will endure the difficulty of having been wronged. And I will I will actually do the incredibly hard thing of releasing you. And then there's a sense of love, radical, inclusive, limitless love. That's what that's what wisdom demonstrated while walking on this earth. I mean, touching lepers and healing the outcast and yeah, at every point this is what she did and that's what wisdom is wisdom is not just about um, you know making good decisions and having a more productive life or a better career no wisdom the end game of wisdom is is loving well that's that's the end game that's why she came So as, as uh, right, just about all of, you know, uh, my mom passed away just before Christmas and I got to be out there the, the week before Christmas and spend time with her um, and got to be out there a couple of times uh, towards the end. And, and I was just thinking this morning and, and realized, you know, this is, this is the picture of, of what, of true wisdom for me, that I, that for me right now, I'm holding on to in these days. That's, that's just making a lot of sense to me. Um, when I think about Christ and what it looks like to walk in these ways, um, towards the end there, mom started losing her ability to speak and just really the, her ability to be conscious at all. You now, she had cancer and it was growing um, a lot. And I would lie in bed with her at night. And each night I would, I would say our evening prayers together. Um, and I'd, I'd give her a kiss, tell her I loved her. And, you know, I would just, just lie there in her bed with her in the dark. She, would, she didn't have a lot, a lot to say. She didn't have very many words anymore. And one of the very last nights, I'm lying there in bed with her. And I'm getting ready to, to go and uh, go sleep on the couch in the other room. And I say, good night. And my mom, she says, she says three things. She says, good night. I love you. I'm glad you are mine. And I just, I start bawling. So when when my kids were growing up, we we took this blessing that that God spoke over Christ. Christ got baptized, right? Um, as a, as the man Jesus, right? and and was baptized, and these words were spoken over Christ, over her. You're my daughter, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. It's this demonstration of love and belonging. And that's what my mother, in just about her final words to me, spoke over me. She'd been growing in wisdom even while she was battling cancer. And wisdom wasn't some right word to say to give me some knowledge. Wisdom ended up looking like love good night i love you i'm glad you're mine and i heard that as you're my son whom i love with you i'm well pleased so what if we what if we grew in wisdom in all her ways What if we follow Christ, the the Christ who is wisdom, who is Sophia? And we we learned some things about where we stop, where others start, how to have purpose, how to do some self-care, how to suffer well, how to forgive, and how to love. And this is the journey we're on. So, what we're going to do now is just to take a few minutes and to do a little reflecting on where wisdom has led you in this past season. And this past season could be the last year. You know, it's a nice time to reflect on that. Um, or it could be just the last week, it could be this. Whatever your season looks like, for some of us, it's a season of ill health or a certain season in our family um, because of a relationship in our family. Maybe we got engaged or whatever. But we're going to reflect on our past season and where we, where we met wisdom and followed wisdom and where we didn't and where that left us disconnected. And then, so we'll reflect on where we where we missed, and where we met wisdom. And then we'll take a minute to reflect on this next season of what some of our hopes are, uh, living more deeply into this next year. And and it could be practical, it could be big picture. I don't know. Just ask ask her. Ask her to to meet you as you reflect on these simple questions, okay, I mean, it'll just be, what we'll do is we'll take about two minutes for each question, Ian's going to play a little bit, Uh, it's going to feel kind of long, I mean, it's going to be about five minutes long, so, um, but let's, uh, let's just take this time now to reflect Mm -hmm. and speak with wisdom and to ask her to help us see our last year and to see this next year, so, there'll be some slides here to, to guide us along as we listen to some music feel free to take notes or just reflect mm-hmm. Joe, you want to push that to the next slide. Friends, thanks for sitting and reflecting and meeting.